0: Welcome to the Nat Theo Podcast, where we explore nature, the Bible, and what both of them show us about our Creator God, who made this wild and wonderful world. I'm your host, Erin Lynham. I'm a certified Master Naturalist, Bible teacher, and author, and I am so excited to explore God's Word, and his created world with you. Have you ever seen a ladybug wearing a sweater? That would look pretty silly because a ladybug has six legs and would need six sleeves on its sweater. Or how about this? Have you ever seen a bee wearing a scarf? Or a spider wearing snow boots? He would need eight boots for his eight feet. I have not seen these things either. So if insects don't wear sweaters, scarves, or winter boots, how do they survive when the weather gets cold? That is exactly what we are exploring today. Here's our trail map. We'll be finding answers to these questions. First, why did God make seasons? How do insects survive cold months? How can we live and do well in hard times? And finally, how can we create a legacy, and don't worry, we'll dive into that word legacy, for those who come after us? Before we get going, make sure you download and print the free coloring sheet that goes along with this episode. You can get that coloring sheet at the link in today's show notes or at erinleinum.com slash nattheo16. And have you ever wondered what's inside our full episode guides? Members of our Nat Theo Club receive episode guides with every podcast episode. Here's how it works. The evening before a new episode airs, those guides are emailed right to your email inbox. You can print and use the entire guide along with the episode or whichever pages you want to use. Some guides have activity pages like word searches, mazes, memory verse activities, coloring sheets, and art activities, and fill-in-the-blanks. Parents and adults listening, we created these activity guides to act as a whole curriculum for Bible and science or as a family devotional resource in your home. You can learn more and join the Natheo Club at the link in today's show notes, and know that when you join, you're helping support our show and future episodes. Before we dive in, I have a trivia question for you. Where is the coldest place on earth? Take a guess and we'll find out at the end of today's episode what is your favorite season is it spring when all the flowers bloom and leaves unfold from the tree branches and birds pick up their songs again or is it summer with swimming and long days and starry nights and camping or do you prefer fall when the leaves change to bright brilliant colors and the air grows chillier Or do you love winter with sledding and hot cocoa and cozy evenings? Have you ever wondered why did God make seasons? Now, depending on where you live, you might experience seasons differently, but God created seasons as a natural rhythm and cycle in nature. Let's look at three reasons God created seasons. First, Seasons show us God's creativity. If you're using the activity guide, that's your first fill in the blank. Seasons show us God's creativity. When we experience the changing seasons, we get to see and feel God's love for colors and scents and feelings and flavors and so many other ways that he displays his creativity in nature. Secondly, seasons guide time and give time for work and rest. God made seasons to guide time. He also made them to give us these seasons of both work and rest. Think about a farmer's field. It needs both seasons of busy, active growing and seasons of rest. Likewise, we have seasons in our lives of busy, active growth and rest, both are important. Seasons in nature remind us of God's design for work and rest. And thirdly, seasons remind us God is faithful and we can trust him. Listen to Genesis 8.22. As long as the earth continues, planting and harvest cold and hot, summer and winter, day and night will not stop. When we see God's designs in nature, like the seasons, we remember that he is a God of order. He has a reason for things and designed things in nature to work in harmony together. The Bible tells us that Jesus holds all things in nature together. Colossians 1.17 says he, Jesus, existed before anything else, and he holds all of creation together. The seasons are one way that God holds all things together. If you ever feel like things in your life are out of control or unpredictable, look at the seasons and God's designs in nature and remember that He is holding all things together and He loves you more than anything else in nature. So He will also hold your life together. So we know why God made seasons. But what about tiny insects that have to weather the seasons? How do insects survive cold months? If you were to ask a ladybug, bee, or spider what their favorite season is, they most likely would not say fall or winter. Fall and winter are tough seasons for insects when the weather gets cold, they have to find ways to stay warm. And the ways that God created them to survive are quite creative. You see, insects have three main strategies for surviving winter. One, they can move to someplace warm. Two, they can hunker down and stay warm where they are. Or three, they die. Now, I know this last one might not seem like a great strategy, but I'll explain in a few minutes why it is not the end of their story. Let's look closer at strategy number one, that insects can move someplace warm. Have you ever heard the term snowbird? A snowbird refers to someone who lives one place in the summer and a different place in the winter. Most people who snowbird pack up their things and move to a warmer place like Arizona or Florida during the winter months because they want to stay warm all year long. While people do this for preference, or because they enjoy being warm, creatures do this for survival. It's called migration. We explored why and how birds migrate on episode 5. But the way many insects migrate is different than the ways birds migrate. You see, when a bird migrates, they go with a return trip in mind. They plan to come back when it gets warm again. Many insects, however, leave on a one-way trip. When the weather gets cold, they migrate or move somewhere warmer, lay their eggs, then die. This might seem kind of sad, but we need to understand that many insects have a very short lifespan. What is a lifespan? It's the amount of time a certain species normally lives for. So these insects have lived out their lifespans, including a journey of migration, and now they lay their eggs. And after they die, their babies hatch and keep their family going but don't worry not all insects that migrate die some insects migrate or move to another area so they can find food and eat and grow and then they return to their original home or a similar area and breed and lay eggs so although some insects leave on a one-way trip and others with a return flight in mind many insects use migration as their strategy for surviving cold months. Insects that migrate to warmer places include many moths and butterflies. Let's look at the second creative way insects survive colder months. This one I find fascinating. Some insects simply hunker down. You see, while moths and butterflies have wings to help them move, many insects do not have that luxury they don't have the option of moving to a warmer area. Instead, they need to find a warmer spot near to where they already are. Insects that hunker down include ladybugs, spiders, and bees. Think about this. Have you ever gone camping in the cold? If you have, is it really easy to get out of your sleeping bag in the morning and greet the day? I've gone camping in the cold, And I find it very hard to get up and out of the sleeping bag and tent in the morning. It's far easier to stay snuggled up and warm. Well, you see, when it gets cold, insects like to cozy up as well. In the fall, when the temperatures drop, have you ever noticed more insects inside of your home? I've been finding an awful lot of spiders in my home right now as the weather gets cold. This is because they're trying to stay warm. Of course, not all the insects are inside your home. I hope not, at least. They might also hunker down outside, like in leaves on the ground, or beneath logs, or in hollowed out trees. But they can't simply have a warm vacation inside your house or under a log all winter long there is more to their strategy. Many insects that hunker down have an incredible ability to do something called diapause. Diapause is kind of like hibernation when certain animals go into a super sleepy nap during cold months. In diapause, insects pause their development or stop growing and go into a very inactive, sleepy state. These insects can even produce a chemical solution called glycerol, which is the same thing, get this, that is used in antifreeze, that liquid that we put on our car windshields during the winter to keep ice from forming. Some insects, including ladybugs, can pump this glycerol into their bodies, and it keeps ice crystals from forming, and it protects their vital or important organs. So if you see a sleepy ladybug hunker down in the winter, it is most likely in a state of diapause and has this glycerol kind of like antifreeze chemical keeping it from completely freezing. Bees are another insect that hunker down in the winter, and there's something else fascinating about the ways that bees survive. Do you remember that term we learned earlier, lifespan? Lifespan is the amount of time a species normally lives. Well, lifespans among bees can be different depending on the season. Bees that live in the summer They have about a 30 day or one month lifespan, but bees that live in the winter, they live for about eight months because they need to make it to the next season and bees keep warm during the winter by generating heat inside their hive. They huddle up together and they vibrate their flight muscles. Kind of like when you shiver. So some insects move away to warmer places to survive the winter, and others hunker down right where they are. Let's look at the third winter survival strategy that insects use. They simply die. Now, I know this seems like an awful survival strategy, but it's a lot like what we learned about with insects that migrate or move away and lay eggs and then die. Only some insects skip the migration part. They don't have the ability to move away. So instead, they lay eggs right where they are and then they die. But get this, their eggs survive the freezing temperatures and hatch in the spring. And so the insect's death is not the end of their story. Their family continues year after year when new babies hatch each spring. Insects that use this strategy include grasshoppers and crickets. This third strategy is a bit sad to think about, but you know what I think is beautiful? It is a picture of legacy. Do you know what a legacy is? A legacy is what we do in our lives right now that blesses people and impacts people After our time on earth is done. I'll give you an example. My grandmother left me an incredible legacy. No, it's not something I can unwrap like a present or hold in my hands. Well, except for the the letters that she hand wrote to me while she was still alive. Those are a physical part of the legacy that she left me. But she left me a legacy of faith. She taught me about God's love and Jesus sacrificing his life to save me, I can remember her words and all she did to teach me about God and his love. You see, how we live our lives right now builds a legacy. It is my prayer, listener, that when my days on earth are done, and I am with God in eternity, that you will remember the words and lessons on this podcast and that your hearts and minds will turn to Jesus because of what you learned here. That is a picture of legacy. While God has us on earth, he has a great plan for our lives, and that includes telling others about his great love. You can do that today to help create a legacy of faith. So when we think about insects that lay their eggs, then die, Then their eggs hatch in the spring with a new generation of life. We can remember that God wants us to live faithfully and create a legacy for those who come after us. Okay, so we know how insects survive the cold months one, by moving to a warmer place, two, by hunkering down, or three, by dying after laying eggs to continue their story. But now we must ask, why do insects work so hard to survive winter? Well, you see, God put that survival instinct inside of them. When God created living creatures, he told them to multiply or make more of their kind and fill the earth. And so insects work hard to keep their lives and families going, and God gave them strategies that they would need to help make that happen. When we see a butterfly flying to a warmer place, or a ladybug hunkering down beneath logs, or a grasshopper in the fall preparing to lay eggs, we can be amazed by these insects working so hard to follow God's commands and live by His design. Have you ever felt like a hard time was coming think about the insects sensing a chill in the air and realizing that cold months are on their way maybe in a similar way you have felt a big change coming and it can make you a little bit afraid or uncertain But here's the truth, listener. We do not need to be afraid of the future or what's coming next, or even what's coming years from now. God knows our future, and he has given us everything we need to survive it well and thrive in his plans. We don't need to hunker down in a hollowed out log like an insect. God himself is our safe place. Have you ever heard the word, refuge? This is a word used often in the Bible. A refuge is a safe place or a shelter. Psalm 46.1 says, God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. You see, when life is hard, God is our safe place, our refuge, and our shelter. Psalm 91.2 tells us, this I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God and I trust him. God is our safe place and he also gives us everything we need to live through hard times. Just like God designed the insects to help them through the hard months of winter, God has given us everything we need to endure difficult seasons of life. We can even be joyful and thankful when life is hard, because we know that God can use hard times to show us His love and to grow our faith. Listen to Romans 53 to 5 3-5 we also have joy in our troubles. Doesn't that sound interesting and weird listener? We can have joy in our troubles because we know that these troubles produce patience and patience produces character and character produces hope. And this hope will never disappoint us because God has poured out his love to fill our hearts what is this passage saying it is showing us that through hard times god can grow us as people and as followers of jesus and most importantly these hard times point us to a hope that endures and to god's love that is poured out for us are you facing something hard in life right now or have you had a hard time recently life can be hard because we live in a world that is broken by sin but take heart because god is making all things new revelation 1:4 promises us that one day he god will wipe away every tear from their eyes and there will be no more death sadness crying or pain because all the old ways are gone until then While we still face hard times on a broken earth, remember that God is your safe place. He is your refuge. When things are hard, go to him in prayer, talk with him, and read his word, the Bible, to find strength and peace. And take joy knowing that in hard times, God is growing your faith and showing you his love. Do you remember our trivia question? what is the coldest place on earth do you have any ideas the coldest place on earth is the East Antarctica Plateau and it can reach negative 144 degrees Fahrenheit that is extremely cold a kind of cold that I really don't have any desire to experience In this place, the East Antarctica Plateau, there is only one native insect that can survive this cold, and it is the Antarctica midge. That's a tough little insect. Here's a challenge for this week. Go outside and look for God's creativity in the changing seasons. Can you see tree leaves changing colors or trees losing their leaves? What about birds migrating to a warmer place or insects hunkering down in a warm spot beneath logs or in leaves? If you live somewhere where this isn't as obvious and tree leaves don't change colors, look for other hints. Are the days feeling shorter with the sun setting earlier in the day? Have weather patterns changed like less rain and storms? Pay attention to the changing seasons. And thank God for his order and beauty in creation, and that he holds all things together by his power and love. Hey, listeners, did you know I have a new book? It's called Rooted in Wonder Nurturing Your Family's Faith Through God's Creation. I wrote it for your parent or caregiver to inspire and equip them in taking you outside and connecting with God in creation. Rooted in Wonder is full of fun activities you can do as a family to explore God's wild and wonderful world. Pick up a copy on Amazon, my website, aaronlinem.com, or wherever you purchase books.